0: Welcome back to another episode of the Becoming More podcast. I'm your host, Brett E.O., otherwise known as Becoming Brett on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Uh, today I'm joined by Jeff Lee, who I've known for a little bit. Uh, he likes to run and stuff. Uh, Jeff, how are you doing today? Good, how are you? Doing pretty well. It's a calm night here in Maryland. Yeah. Um, so I like to ask everybody uh, same question to start the podcast kind of like what's the bottom line of your journey in today's special because you know i had to do the bottom line because <laughs> cold said so
1: right um so for me um i've been really kind of taking over my um health in the last going on four years so in uh, december of um i had gastric bypass surgery and I've lost over 200 pounds and I've kept it off for going on three years since December. So.
0: That's amazing. So uh, we usually like to go back in time and uh, mm-hmm. talk about like how you got to that point where you needed to get the gastric bypass or, you know, decided to. Uh, um, so so yeah. like, like when you were like growing up, like growing up, were you like big kid or were you like athletic and then just gained it towards like later and like towards adulthood?
1: No, I've always been, like, the stereotypical big kid. Um, growing up, I was always bigger than the most. Um, honestly, I probably have weighed over 200 pounds since middle school. Um, it's so it, I've had, yeah, so um, I've, I've always had a lot of athletic friends and friends who like to be active, so I've always, like, tried to, like, catch up with them. Like, um, my my family comes from a very like athletic background. My parents, like my dad played sports growing up and um, I play, I mean, I played sports and I, I played golf in high school um, even as a big guy. Um, but yeah, I always, I always grew up bigger. Um, I had pretty bad um, asthma growing up. So I was always like afraid to like over-exert myself. Um, like, like, it's just wild to think about now like um like you said before like i like to run and stuff and like a lot of people see me as a runner now which is like Mm -hmm. wild because like that would used to be like the most terrifying scenario growing up (laughs) In, in gym class they're like oh go run some laps or do the mile run challenge i was just like torture i remember in fifth grade like almost having an asthma attack doing the mile run and the gym teacher's like keep going you're not done <laughs> i'm like wow. i can't yeah. breathe
0: <laughs> Jeez, but, yeah um yeah because it's it's, it, it's interesting when you get like kind of as you now like transition to like you do a lot of running and you didn't before yeah. and it's kind of like that thing where like you look at it and you're like who are those people that run or walk like for me it's walking because i don't run yet but uh you know it's the same thing where like I would never imagine wanting to walk for or run for like two hours straight.
1: It's, 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 it's wild. So, um, I think I just got comfortable with being kind of bigger and overweight. Mm -hmm. Um, and then obviously like life starts getting in the way. So going through college, obviously that kind of just takes a toll, um, on stress and availability. Um, And then like, once you finally meet someone, so when I met my wife, I think we both kind of just got kind of complacent. And then I think that's when I packed on a lot lot of weight. Um, And no fault of anyone, it's like, like, again, you kind of just get complacent, you get into routine, you get busy, um, then life takes over. Um, I, I've always done, and I know this is probably typical for a lot, like I've done every type of diet and weight loss remedy out there. We lose the same 50 pounds, 50 million <laughs> times. Um, yeah. Every time, like, and I've, every time I thought I was like, I thought that time was going to be the time I was su- successful. So I was getting bigger. Um, I'm like, you know what, we got to really, I got to do something about this. So like my parents encouraged me my wife encouraged me to go to like Weight watchers i'm like you know what like we could do this my parents actually my dad lost i think almost 100 pounds on weight watchers like wow. he did really he's, yeah. he's, he's he did really well and he got fit and active and so i was like i i could do this like my mom lost some, a lot of weight and so i actually went and i lost like 60 something pounds i was like we got this but then like realizing that you lose almost 100 pounds and you're still 340 pounds you're like wow i I got a long way to go still so you kind of just get discouraged and um yeah obviously it slows down so you kind of just fall off and um
0: yeah i I, i've known plenty of people that have used weight watchers or other similar things Mm -hmm. and a lot of them get like that where they get discouraged because they're like i still have so much to lose even though i've hit like a certain milestone i mean even Myself, not, I don't use those, but, you know, I've lost, like, almost 250. And I still have, like, 100 plus to go. And even that, it's, like, <sighs> I, <know. laughs> um, like I, I, I just, you know, you know you want to be at the finish line, and it, it takes time. But um, so, so when you got the uh, – when you decide to go get the gastric bypass and all that after, you know, gaining throughout, like, adulthood, because we all do it, like, especially, like, I got married – pretty young like 24 and like over time you just gain more and you don't even like it's almost like I didn't realize what was happening at the same time because I wasn't thinking about it like it just kind of went with it
1: it is it's it's scary how you kind of just get complacent and you don't I mean I don't think we ever like saw or like saw or felt how big we really were Um, I know when I um, first step like on a scale at my weight loss clinic and it was f- almost 440 pounds. I was like, "Whoa!" Like I, like, I didn't think I would ever see a number in 400 plus and it was pushing 450. So mm-hmm. I was like, oh my
0: God. Yeah. Yeah. It's that was wild. like, a, that's how I felt when I got the, cause I was, I was always, uh, I had like a 440 pound scale and mm-hmm. it was always like 444 or something. And I was like, oh, that's good. I'm only in the 440s. And then I got that, like that 700 pound scale. I'm looking at it right now um and it was like when i think the first time i got on it was like 580 and that was before i hit my heaviest but it was one of those things where i, I didn't realize it until that point right
1: yeah it's 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 a scary realization and i know um for me like the final kind of push that i was uh, needed was when my wife and i found out that uh, we were expecting my first son Um, it started to like, I just, I, that summer was wild for me. Um, because again, I've always, I've always liked to try to be active. Like I, I ran back when I was 300 plus pounds. Um, I did, um, a warrior dash when I was 300 plus pounds. Like that was one of those like obstacle course races. I could barely do the obstacles, but I finished barely, (laughs) um,
0: And oh, your uh, audio caught out okay so you're talking about doing the warrior dashes at 300 pounds and you couldn't do the obstacles
1: yeah so like the obstacles and stuff like back then like you could just go around them if you did it so there i would try and if we didn't couldn't do it my buddy and i would just went around it um, yeah. he really he really pushed me to try everything but some of them are just, I can't physically lift 300 or something pounds up over a wall. You know what I
0: mean? <laughs> I oh, yeah, I, I totally get it. Like, uh, <laughs> I right, could do that. Right now, I work with a trainer and she wants me to do push ups at home. Mm-hmm. And I'm still like, I can't do it. Like, I I, I still have like 370 pounds on me. Like, I, yeah. I just can't lift myself up Yeah. Easily. Like, I can plank, but then it's going down and getting back up. That's the hard part. <laughs>
1: yeah, that's always. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, my brother and I were, we're big New England sports guys. Mm-hmm. Um,
0: Do you like the football? So,
1: yes. <laughs> I see that. <laughs> it was a rough day. <laughs> but I'll take it. I'll take it. Yeah. Um, I'll take the other uh, The other six. The other, yeah, the other six we'll take. We've got to spread the wealth every day. It, <laughs> <but> <laughs> um, so speaking of the Patriots, they have um, a run every year in July that um, – it's called the finish at the 50. So you do a, a 5k or a 10k and the finish line is at on the 50 yard line in Gillette stadium. So you actually run around the parking lot, you go in, in the stands and all, yeah. all that kind of stuff. And um, that race was just, it was amazing, but terrifying all at the same time. Because I remember going up, um, all the ramps all the way up to the top deck. And I was just like, I just had to walk up every ramp because it's like, this is like, I going to die. <laughs> and yeah. then, um, we finished, and I was feeling good, and like did this amazing thing. Um, so, on the way home, um, I was driving in the car, and I felt like I felt like I was having like palpitations. Like, mm-hmm. and then I like I felt like I was almost gonna pass out. Um, I didn't, thankfully. Like, I, I was driving, so thank yeah. God I did I didn't. <laughs> um, but um, I just felt weird, and I had, like real big kind of like health anxiety Mm because being almost 400 plus pounds like I always think something's gonna happen like this is it like yeah um so I ended up going to like an emergency clinic just stressed out and they did all these tests and monitors and all this other stuff and they're like we don't see anything like you who knows what it could have been like you, you see you seem okay now but that whole summer and it was the summer that we first found out it was like two months after we found out we were expecting a child that Mm -hmm. I I felt like I had a heart attack. So that whole summer I had just severe anxiety like I have like a whole new respect for people who struggle with anxiety because I've worked with kids in the past who are very anxious. I work with kids now who, who deal with anxiety issues on top of lots of other things and I, I definitely understand how crippling it can be because like it happened and like I was afraid to drive, I was afraid to work out. Um, I didn't, back then I was, um, I worked as an aide in a school. So my background's education. Um, uh, so I worked in, I've been working in education for over 10 years and I started as a, like a paraprofessional working with, and I kind of worked with a lot of kids who were struggling with behaviors in schools. Um, currently I'm a special ed teacher with um, severe um, students with students with severe special needs. And um, so I understand like how anxieties could be, like just take over your life because I was afraid to drive, I was afraid to do anything. I didn't have a job then. So I was just at home, like just hyper, um, just focused on like, am I going to be there? Like, am Mm -hmm. I going to be there for uh, my son? Am I going to be there for my family? Like, what's going to happen? Um, I actually went and saw a cardiologist cause I didn't believe any of the doctors like, and they put me on like a monitor 30 days and they're like, everything's completely normal. Like you had zero anomalies, like you're fine. Mm-hmm. But I just, I, I remember it was like towards the end of summer and I just like went in again, cause I felt like something was wrong. Um, I went in to like, another like the emergency clinic and the doctor, I remember asking me, it's like, so what's wrong? And I just like broke down. Like I was so stressed and overwhelmed and just anxious. I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> like, I just don't know. Um,
0: yeah, it's tough you know. when, you, when you when you can't like diagnose it, right? Because the yeah. doctor can't diagnose it. And um, what, what, going back to what you were saying about Gillette, you know, I went to Gillette like five, like the year I had my pulmonary embolism. I just remember walking from like the parking lot to my seat was like a mile plus. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I was just like dead because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> I was like 600 pounds. I, I and i cause I went to a concert while I was in on vacation in Massachusetts mm-hmm. and it was just one of those things where it was like cra- I can only imagine like going all the way up.
1: <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, it's well. I mean, I've, <laughs> I've been at Gillette and we've made that crazy walk in, um, my brother and I, I remember we were at a game and i was sitting in the seat broke like i broke a seat mm-hmm. just for being as big as i was and it was like so embarrassing and then you had to like pretend like it didn't happen <laughs> it's yeah it's like so i'm like sitting there doing like a squat for three hours it's like
0: <laughs> yeah and, and and that's even worse right yeah because you're, you're like trying to hold your weight awkwardly yeah, yeah um okay
1: it was it was just wild so yeah that summer where like before my son was born it kind of put a whole new perspective in and it took a year after that like I had this crazy crazy summer and crazy experience and then um my son was born and that kind of took over some of my like focus and anxiety where I just focused on him
0: Mm -hmm. Um, awesome
1: you'll you'll experience that soon (laughs) You'll yeah, you'll know yeah. the change. You'll know the change. Yeah, it's, by it's, by
0: the time this episode comes out, I will have known the change. Yeah.
1: It's it's instant, I can tell you. And yeah. I, I think that's that's honestly what I needed. Where it's not about like self-interest and self-preservation kind of thing. It's now you're doing this for them and you want to make sure you can be the best for them. Mm-hmm. Um, so almost a year after my son was born, um, I went to my primary and she recommended me again. Um they're like, you know, you should look into weight loss surgery. Like I've had people do really, really well. Like the the hospital and clinic near me was actually like one of the better ones in the state. Um it was through um UMass Memorial Hospital, which is like a, a cop they train doctors to do these kind of surgeries and yeah. stuff there. So um so eventually I'm like, you know what, I'll go to a seminar and see what they say and that's how the ball got rolling.
0: And, uh, which, uh, which type of, um, surgery did you get again?
1: So I had gastric bypass. Okay. um, um so that's where they actually kind of make like a pouch and it, it's called bypass cause they kind of reroute out the mm-hmm. stomach. Um, but the stomach's in there. I know what the sleeve, uh, they remove a chunk of it. Yeah. Um, all my parts are still there, but <laughs> one's very, a lot smaller now.
0: Yeah. So, um, after you had the surgery, uh, did, so I often hear, you know, I I've talked to other people that have had the surgery and those that haven't, but um and I um so a lot of them have said that, you know, after they first had the surgery because you're on that liquid diet for a while and like you lose pretty consistently early yeah. on.
1: Yeah. Um it I mean, it came off surprisingly fast. Like if you fall I mean, because again, you're so severely limited. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, for a month after you for two weeks, you can only have right, basically protein shakes, and then you can have like soft foods like yogurt and cottage cheese and scrambled eggs, and um, and then the portion sizes are just absurdly small because of the nature of the fact. Like one of those like Jovani yogurts, I could only eat half. Like yeah, was, <laughs> and I'd feel like Oof, like so full. And um, yeah, yeah.
0: It's, it's kind of That's funny. Like, I heard on, I heard on another podcast. Um, Somebody that had had, a, I think the sleeve had mentioned that it was, um, sleeve believe the hype was on, a, I forget which podcast it was. But anyway, he, um, he had talked about how, you know, he used to go out and would get like an appetizer, a salad, and like a whole like fried seafood meal. And then like now he looks at that and he's like, that's like three meals. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's wild. <laughs> for like even, one person.
1: Yeah. And it's, it's crazy. You realize like how much like, food is a part of just the culture of America, like celebrations, like you would go and be like, I can't have that. I can't have that. Um, and mm-hmm. then the, the sheer portions of things like, um, yeah, I mean, so- even, even now, so almost three years out, obviously the the restriction that I used to have is is it's there, but it's considerably more now. Like I can eat, like people would be surprised to know that I've kind of had the surgery because like it's you could still eat after a while you you can do it and i think Mm -hmm. the bigger thing with gastric bypass and the sleeve and any kind of weight loss surgery is that it gives you that like six month to like 12 month period where it's such a strong restriction Mm -hmm. that it allows you it, it forces you to get everything else under control so yeah um So it, it allows you to build these healthy patterns and healthy routines in. So when you can start to eat more and it it will happen that you have this in place. So they, they always say the honeymoon period is like 12 to 18 months because after that you start to be quote unquote more normal, you know what I mean? So you have to start really focusing on nutrition and doing healthy habits and having all these things continue because it's a tool it's not it's not a quick fix it's i know the uh, analogy that i hear a lot that i like for especially for people who kind of like quote unquote like bash the weight loss surgery being like the easy way out and all this kind of stuff um it's like well just because you can build a house with a hammer and not a nail gun doesn't mean you shouldn't use either one you know what i mean so yeah it's just a tool and even and i think in my mind i i didn't give myself kind of like the credit quote unquote, like that. I feel like I should have like my surgery. And I know, I think my, my one year I was down like 180 pounds or something like that. It came off crazy fast and, yeah. or 120 or something. It was well over hundred pounds. And, um, I just assumed that was like, that's what happens when you have the surgery, you lose weight crazy fast. You know what I mean? And, um,
0: yeah, but so it's, it's, like, it's it's a lot of it's a lot of work here that you do. It is, and, and right? that's what this
1: my surgeon was yeah. like yelling at me. It's like it's like I didn't do anything. He's like you did everything. He's like I gave you the assumption, and you ran with it, and you became mm-hmm. successful, and you did what you needed to do, and you did it. He's like I've had people come in here a year later and lost forty pounds. So
0: yeah, like, yeah. I mean, I mean we've seen stories of people that also had the gastric bypass, and then like it reversed it, like it didn't because mm-hmm. they they just let it go, right?
1: Yeah, I mean I could see it. I'm definitely up more like I am currently in that kind of like maintenance phase where you know it always kind of goes down and then kind of levels out because again, you you can't survive on twelve hundred calories for your life. So like so after a year when I was eating like a thousand to twelve hundred calories, like use that that goes up. Like now I can eat kind of like a normal healthy kind of average caloric intake and but there's days like i can eat the junk and all that kind of stuff now and mm-hmm. um and so now i'm kind of having that that moment and it's like okay like we gotta get refocused and resettled and um nutrition is the big. i mean it's the biggest key and everyone says like you go and work hard and do all these other things but you you still have to control what's going on in the kitchen
0: Yeah, and so much of that is what's in your head right <laughs>
1: yeah the mental aspect of losing weight i mean i'm sure you know the same thing it's 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 wild especially when it comes off so fast because like your brain doesn't catch up i mean i remember there's there's moments where like like even like you try to go around people and you're like so used to like i can't fit through there i can't fit in that space or like i'm gonna break this chair like all these things are still Mm -hmm. in my head and they're like you've got plenty of room dude like yeah. Over here. <laughs> so there's there's plenty of days where I see that 400 almost 50 pound guy looking back at the mirror and not the person who I am. So
0: yeah, yeah, it, and it's it's so easy to do that because like you just think because you have so many memories of being that guy, and then you mm-hmm. have a different uh it, it, different physical body, but you're still like, can I fit in that booth? I can't fit in that booth, and then you go in and you're like, got like six inches of yeah. room it's, right it's,
1: yeah or just even like just going in the store and it used to be such an unpleasant experience when you were in like four or five x clothes There's it's like well, all these cool designs and shirts like i don't even want to look because i know they're not going to have my size yeah well so now so now i'm being like okay like you could just go in like things like as sad as it is are just cheaper like I, yeah like, i can go to old navy and get a shirt for 10 bucks where I used to have to go to like the casual mail yeah. and get a fifty dollar t shirt. It's like
0: I know <laughs>
1: it's, the same, it's the same thing.
0: Same thing here. I, I recently had I recently was able, I had to go to DXL for something for cargo shorts because I was out of shorts for the summer. But other than that, I don't shop there anymore. And uh but it was even like going in there, I saw like this the graphic tees and it was like forty some dollars a t shirt. I'm like, yeah, I don't just, miss that because I, I get no. mine now for like twelve dollars. And like I got this this Austin three sixteen shirt, which I couldn't have gotten <laughs> when I was at my you know when I was wearing like a six or seven X. Right. Yeah. So, it's
1: it's yeah. My highest I was like four four X five X to for comfort. You know what I mean? Yeah. I I would try to squeeze into three X though, but it would be tight.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And <laughs> it, it, it's it's crazy once you get down to that size, and then you can go in the normal stores and just get something off the rack or yeah.
1: I mean, I still, like, I I have people get me gifts and stuff, and um, right now I'm in a large, and I still see it, like, when they give it, like, I get something in the mail, and it comes in as a large, I mean, there's no way this is going to fit, and if it does, it's just, like, well, it's just, (laughs) it's just wild to me,
0: oh yeah um, yeah for sure i mean even yeah. like I, I recently saw this t-shirt on amazon that i wanted and it was in my it was a size i could wear and i was just like it's so nice having able to just order something that i want and not mm-hmm. have to pay a premium for because of the size because that it extra is. cloth that yeah is insane they that it that, costs double yeah. the price
1: and they know that they got you it's like well it's, it's this mm-hmm. or nothing it's like you just it's, it's, it's yeah a, the negative sides of being
0: overweight (laughs) yeah it it is it's funny too because um going back to the super bowl that we won um you know after the (laughs) super bowl that night after i spent like a lot of money on memorabilia like that football Mm -hmm. and i had also bought like a jersey and i still have it like i i I mean it's been in my closet and it's like a 2x Mm
2: -hmm.
0: and it's like i've been put i put it on every now and then see how it fits and now it's like i can wear it and it's tight but it like covers my entire stomach But now, and I'm like, I just want to wear this. I mean, Nick Foles doesn't play for the Eagles anymore. I don't care. Yeah, (laughs) but
1: I mean, I, I. It's funny you say that because when my wife and I were first starting dating, she got me um, a Teddy Bruschi jersey because he's Mm -hmm. like one of my favorite uh, Patriots. Like, just his whole story and his work ethic, and he was part of the the first dynasty. Um, And um, she got him as a two X um and it was actually kind of like mislabeled because it was priced at like you know you, I mean if you have a lot of sports stuff or it was priced at like the the, the jerseys that are like just the screen printed numbers and mm-hmm. stuff—it's like the cheaper but still expensive. Mm-hmm. But this was like sewn on like oh, some numbers, nice. but it was the cheaper price. So I was like, "This yeah. is an amazing deal! I'm like this is like <laughs> this is like the best jersey I've ever had." And I, I would never pay like yeah. the three hundred dollars that they usually go for, and it was like a third of the price. I'm like, I don't know where you found that, but good job. Um, <laughs> But it, it was always so incredibly tight. I think I wore it once um, mm-hmm. to a party and it was just so uncomfortable and it just sat in my closet. Yeah. I mean, at one point I was thinking about just getting it frame to hang on a wall when I was like <laughs> 400 or something pounds. I'm like, you know, I'm really yeah. cool just hanging. Like I'm never going to fit into it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And now it's huge. Like I, I wear it to the game still because I love it. But like I can wear a full on hoodie underneath it and put it on and still be big and it's just i just remember thinking like this never fit me mm-hmm. ever and now it's it's just wild
0: yeah I, I had a i had a McNabb jersey like that that was stitched i got it on like ebay or something mm. but it was i would never pay for but i got it for a de- decent price and it was in a container it moved from house to house in this container <laughs> it never <laughs> opened because i never it. could fit in it and like in the last year, I've been able to actually wear it. And I'm like, that's nice. Yeah, because <laughs> you can such, you can wear yeah. it instead of like I mean it's like 10 years old at least. I mean, probably 15 years old.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it's the nuts. same. Yeah. It's just it's the same thing. Like I got this shirt and it just sat in my closet for over 10 years, just doing nothing. Yeah. And now, now I can wear it, but
0: and, and those like NSVs are like I, I find even though the scale is great, like the NSVs are always my favorite because mm-hmm as much as the scale doesn't want to move sometimes. Cause like, you know, I know you work out a good amount. Like I, I feel like sometimes it's just cause you gain muscle <laughs> over, over fat. Yeah. And, but when you have the NSVs like fit in a Jersey, not needing like a second seatbelt on an airplane, not like being able to fit in a booth, not like needing whatever it might be. Right. Um, I just feel like they're the best. What, what were some of like your fate, like some that you've experienced that were some of your favorite NSVs besides the ones we kind of mentioned already.
1: Yeah. So, and that's honestly, it's, I'm glad you kind of bring that up because I think people can get really hyper-focused on the number and the longer you go, the less it's going to move as fast Mm -hmm. as you want. So you really have to focus on like, how is my quality of life doing? So I remember (laughs) um, being able to go like to like the town I lived in, we had um, a real big carnival or not carnival. Yeah it was like a fair, like a country fair. I lived, I, I grew up in the uh, quiet corner of Connecticut. So it was like farm country. So we have these agricultural fairs where people go and kind of just show animals and they have like the little carnival rides yeah. and stuff like that. And I just remember taking and being able to go on like the, the kitty rides with my son, because he needs an adult to go with him and being able to fit in this little um, car or whatever like mm-hmm. thing that goes around and, being able to experience that like happiness with him and where before that I would I probably A but not besides not even fitting it And I'd probably max out the weight limit for those things, the yeah. little kitty things. Um so not missing those opportunities. Um and that's how I am right now. Right now I'm trying to focus on a lot of like the small things. Um small and big. So um this year's actually as crazy as last year was obviously with all covid and all that kind of stuff um this year luckily my my oldest son just turned five so i actually have a i have another son that was born uh, he'll be he's a year and a half now so i have two crazy little boys running around <laughs> um but my oldest being five he can start doing sports which has always been kind of like a dream of mine is like mm-hmm. i mean what dad doesn't want to play sports with their boy you know what i mean so yeah um this year we were able to do t-ball luckily because it was open enough to have the kids play and so i signed up to um uh, help coach so in the past month now we've been uh, playing t-ball so just being able to go out and run around with uh, the boys that i coach and seeing my son play and like get a passion for being active like i want him to be active. Like he sees me run and he wants to run like me and he sees the medals that I have on the walls and stuff like that. So um, it's nice to be able to kind of hopefully pass that um, drive to be just moving. So, yeah. I mean, the a couple weeks ago or even the, the past two weeks, cause I'm, I'm gearing up um, to run a half marathon next weekend, I think, which is wild. Um, so I had a, I had a goal at the beginning of the year to, to run a half marathon distance, um, which is 13.1 miles. Um, I wanted to try to do it every month, but then I realized how wild that was going to be. <laughs> so, um, like just training wise, like to, to actively like build up to be able to go to that distance. It was just too much of a grind. So I was like, you know what, I'll do, see if I can do it every month. So I was going to go for six last year. I think I did three or four half marathon distances. Um, so I was like, maybe we can do six, like every other month and i think i've done three already i did one in january and then i did one in march and we do one in june so um but i did one in april too i take that back or in may so anyways besides me rambling um i just a couple weeks ago i did a t-ball so i coached the game all morning a t-ball which is kind of crazy um and then (laughs) we come home and my kids get put down for their nap and that's when I usually run on the weekends. It's when they're sleeping and they're kind of chill. So I can go and run around and not have my wife completely hate me for being gone for an hour or two running. <laughs> um, at least it's during their quiet time. Um, but cool. um, so I coached a T-ball game in the morning and then I ran 13 miles in the afternoon. And just, I just remember thinking like, just to have enough energy to do that. Like I used to go, get home from work and just walking around school like I would be winded and I'd be exhausted mm-hmm. when I get home at the end of the day that I couldn't do anything so now I'm running around in the morning with 10 5 and 6 year olds and then coming home and be like you know what let's go run 13 miles <laughs> yeah
0: but of course so. that wasn't like a like an overnight light switch right it was a no, long progression I mean, yeah.
1: yeah it's a long thing and I've had people reach out to me about like how do you get into this how did you start this and mm-hmm. it's with running like because after surgery, obviously, having abdominal surgery, like, you can't lift and do a lot of physical activity until, like, five or six weeks out until things are kind of healed. Um, but you can start walking. And so, at, like, two or three weeks, I just would go on the treadmill and walk for 30 minutes. And I would get maybe a mile and a half. Mm-hmm. Like, And then from there, I just... Started going longer, slowly kicked up the speed, and I would say, okay, I'm gonna run for a minute at like a yeah. whatever speed, and then I'm gonna walk for three minutes. So I'm gonna do a run for a minute and then walk for three minutes. And mm-hmm. honestly, that's that's how it all started. And I slowly ran longer and walked less. And yeah, it's almost three years of honestly like solid working out, like. I could probably say that for the past three years, I've at least gone to the gym three or four times a week for three years now. Awesome. A lot of times, a lot of times it would just be doing some cardio stuff at the beginning. And then mm-hmm. a couple of years ago, my brother and I, who he wanted to get, he was never really as big as I was, but it was, he was big enough for him. And so he would, he started getting into me and to uh, lifting weights and we would go and do all this other stuff. And, it's been great i mean this past year and a half it's been wild for me because i actually moved i kind of changed careers and had another child so yeah i think the fact i've had all these major kind of life changes and i'm still kind of settling in where i am with my weight and i didn't let those stressors affect me this time and Mm -hmm. it's like again those those non-scale victory things and
0: Yeah. And it's, that's like a big, uh, big contributing factor is the mindset. Cause if you didn't have the mindset, it wouldn't, you wouldn't be able Mm -hmm. to do that. Right. Cause so much of it is so tough. When you like so many of us have it where we were before. And like, anytime you get stressed, you go and you go for something that's going to make you feel better regardless of what it might be.
1: Yeah. And I, and I honestly, I, I see those negative habits creeping back. I mean, I Mm -hmm. for me, my biggest thing was I've always been kind of that like closet eater. Like, um, at work I'm fine and at home I'm okay. But like going to work and coming home from work and like stopping at the gas station and getting junk and candy and all this other stuff. And I would just eat in the car. So no one would see me like pound like this bag of chips in a Couple Reese's on the way. (laughs) Like, yeah. So, no one saw me. No one saw me. So, it didn't happen. Right. So, like, yeah. And I, and I still, I mean, honestly, I still do that. I mean,
0: yeah. I mean, I, the other day I, I went to, I was stressed at work and I, I went to the, like, a gas station nearby because I had to move my, I moved my truck from one parking lot to another. It's a large campus. And I was like, I need gas. So, I'm going to go get gas. And then I I got gas. I went in and got like one of those Reese's, like the big cups. They're so good. And, I didn't eat it yet. It's in the fridge at work. Cause I was like, I'm not gonna, I'm trying to try not to eat this best I can, but it'll happen. But it's also like, it's one pack of cups. It's not like I didn't buy a six pack. Right.
1: I know. Yeah. And it, it just, it's, it's so bad. Like not bad. Cause I'm glad that I can't really eat that garbage anymore. But like, if those were around, like when I was really big, it would not take it. <laughs> because I am, yeah. I am a, fiend for Reese's like that is
0: like the apex of candy in my eyes Chocolate have candy you candy. ever had the uh,
1: two and a half pound ones no but I've seen them yeah everyone used to, I'm gonna buy those for like, yeah
0: one, one time I got them for my birthday because I was yeah. like a Reese's fiend oh, I love and them. I it was it was, so it was weird because it eventually it wasn't so great because it was like too it's just too much yeah but I was like it was tough to get through it I I, I got through it but yeah. uh I think I, I, got, I see- I think I, I got them for my thirtieth birthday. Is when I got it. Yeah,
1: the the best any type of shaped Reese's, like the special edition ones. Those are always the best, like the trees and the eggs. And... The,
0: the, yeah, the eggs. The Eggs are my yeah. my number one. Me and me and Gourmet, when he was on the show, uh, we talked about Reese's for probably about ten minutes. <laughs>
1: so. I mean, they're too good.
0: Yeah, um, and 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 I, I I don't I don't like any of the knockoffs, like the Quest or the. Uh,
1: the, the quest i mean i'm surprised how decent the quest is and they
0: weren't terrible but it just no. like it just wasn't like it was the texture that got me because it was like kind of the one i had was kind of chalkyish, and yeah. i was like, eh. like yeah. <laughs> but yeah um but i, I always just it's like one of those things that you're seeing like i try not to see when i go to yes. the gas usually if i go to gas station i don't go in i yeah. just that's, that's how i avoid it because
1: yeah that's that's my new biggest thing right now is um some of my friends on here we're gonna try doing a junk free June because yeah. um, it's just it's getting a little out of hand. <laughs> so <laughs> we all are gonna. I mean, because it is. I mean, this the stress of everything with the world right now. But now mm-hmm. things are things are getting better. Things are opening up. We yeah. can just, we can not blame that anymore. So we can go yeah. to the gym again. <laughs> we can do all this. I mean, that's. a
0: I got junk free june and then like sober october and and all these little things
1: i mean i know when i when i that my first year right after my first year where i really started to like really get into like fitness and accountability and all that kind of stuff um where i wasn't just doing like cardio Uh um i would look for like these like monthly challenges so like either like um I did like a jump rope challenge where you had to do so many jumps a day, and I did a push up challenge and like a burpee thing, like just these like little daily accountability things that um really kind of just it helps. And I I honestly I did I would do like hundred mile months like mm-hmm. so they you know, like walk or run 100 a hundred miles in the month. Um, yeah, um, yeah. Even yeah, we had people do like bikes because like well, like I hate running. He's like, but I'll ride my bike every day. So like we would do like hundred miles, anything. Um, yeah, and I I think I I definitely want to start doing that again. I know um, this past month I am um, an Apple Watch, so like I'm trying to go for a perfect month with closing all your rings and stuff. And, oh yeah, and it just it forces you to actively to do something every day. So um, I think yeah. those those little things really help. It it just something to look forward to, something to do and push yourself every day. Mm-hmm. Um,
0: yeah i remember last june so last may i had done like a, a streak of walking this is before my walking streak started really but and i missed a day and i was like i was so pissed at myself because i had done like about two weeks straight and then i was mm-hmm. it's just one of those things where i went back it was like my first day back at my first second or first day back at work after the pandemic after we were off for like two months mm. and i missed my steps because i didn't i didn't really have a plan to get them during the day at work because i was used to being at home and then so then for, this is like the end of May. Like this is Memorial Day. Weekend week after Memorial Day. And um, so I was like, oh, I'm going to do for June. I was like, I'll do 300,000 steps. Because I was like, that's 30 days times 10,000 steps. <laughs> and uh, and I, I wound up doing like 450 or something. Because I did like, I did all 30 days at 10,000. But then I like had more. And it just like that kind of got, that kind of became like intoxicating in a way. Because like you just want to keep going. Because you yep. can, right? and yeah. then july was similar and august was similar and it and it's like that challenge like you said is like it keeps you going cuz like sometimes like if it's just seeing like the number go on your watch like oh there's 10000 there's 12 there's 13 yeah. <laughs> how much further do i want to go today
1: yeah it's it's wild i mean i know cuz um like you know i had a i had a running streak too where i would do at least i did at least a mile a day for over a year or Mm -hmm. for a whole year and it's the same thing it's just like let's go do this and i didn't i honestly had no real intentions when i started to do a year like i was like let's Mm -hmm. see let's see how far we can go you know i mean start as a month then you hit 100 days you're like wow that's pretty impressive it's like well maybe we can do two and then yeah we got the group of us we uh, almost a year and it's like wow like this is actually happening and we actually we did the year and i know for me like that because i actually went out um i did a half marathon distance on for my 365 days so i'm like i'm gonna go out with a bang you know my last 365th (laughs) day in a row running i'm gonna go run a half marathon so that was i like that was nice but then that the next day i was just like what is like what do i do because <laughs> like, i didn't do anything and i was like i didn't run for the first time where it was like almost my identity i mean the school yeah. i work at the kids like you're gonna go run today like because they would see me change at mm-hmm. work and then i would um yeah run and i i live out on um, the cape so like i would like just go run and down to like the beach and back which was a mile and mile there a mile back from my work mm-hmm. and um so these kids like I've known at school is like the runner and like that in my head is just like wild. And, um, <laughs> yeah. yeah and it, moving it's... And, and going to a job like after I've lost all my weight, they didn't like my old job, like they saw me transform. They saw me at my biggest and they saw me at my smallest. So there was like, they were all super proud of me and all that kind of stuff. And, but at the same time, it's also that they had this idea and preconceived notion in their mind, like who I was kind of thing. Yeah. And, Going out here and people having no idea that I used to be almost 450 pounds. Like, um, I just remember like when I first started like kind of opening up to some of the people at work. It's not like I'm not just going to go around blasting. Like, oh, look, I had your bypass. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, yeah, I don't, I don't go around just doing that. So like, I mm-hmm. remember showing people at work like one of like my before and after pictures, and they're like, "That's there's no way that's you." Like. <laughs>
0: um I, yeah I, I yeah it's, it's, through, kind, of, it's yeah. kind of crazy when you have that because so many people like um i had switched offices a few times during my journey and like the one office knew me at my heaviest and like then when i, I i've gone back a couple times to like see like a friend that worked there and they're they're like they couldn't like it was like after i'd lost like 200 and like they, they were like like you know holy holy shit <laughs> um yeah. and, and then like i went in this other one where i was kinda of in between like 100 and 200 and then the last one they didn't know me at all and I joined it like after having lost like 240 mm-hmm. and they're they so when I told them like yeah I used to weigh like 250 pounds more and they were like and like the one guy just did like a spit take because <laughs> he, he, he like didn't have, he was, like couldn't believe that because you know also still big but still that's a lot more weight um, but it, it, when you mentioned the, the walking streak, it's kind of interesting too, is like how many people you or running streak for you, mm-hmm. um, how many people you like inspired to do it too, like to do stuff like that. Um, cause as, as weird as it sounds sometimes to hear that, um, yeah. cause I, I, I know, cause, uh, I've had people that told me that they started their own walking streaks cause I did mine and then, yeah. and then I stopped mine cause I was just like, I don't, I didn't have enough time in the day to do it every day especially when it got like dark at 4 (laughs) 30. um so i uh i stopped mine and then i i just was like eh streak's over that's it and then i was in the running group chat that we're in right Mm -hmm. and then i saw you guys like as you guys were getting close to your year and i was like wait i was like i like so i went in my fitbit and i like tracked all the way back to like the last time i didn't hit a mile a day (laughs) and it was like literally like cinco de mayo and and that was incredible too, because it just was like one of those things where I was still had a streak. Yeah, I still, I, I just, I still have it actually, but um, I, my Fitbit doesn't work right now, so I can't track it. Yeah. It won't well, sync with my phone.
1: That's like a Don. Like I still can't believe he's still going because I, we, uh, him, and I like we obviously we watch each other run and we, we comment on each other all the time, and mm-hmm. um, we I didn't even put two and two together that. I knew he was he was again started with like going for a month and and he's he was a week ahead of me like so um and he's still going like the iron yeah. man that he is like it's just it's amazing to, um to see all this and I've had I've had people reach out and they're like it's again I'm I'm the kind of guy where I don't I don't feel like I'm special you know what mm-hmm. I mean like I, I'm doing this but it's it's nice to have people say like hey like you really make me want to go out and run or go do this or to go do that or mm-hmm. and that's that's honestly why i first started kind of like documenting everything because when i when i first started having ideas and all these kind of things about like can i do this like can i lose the weight um what is it going to look like like are people successful like i turn to like instagram and social media and i i found some people who were super successful and i was like wow it's like maybe i can do this and um, yeah so just seeing that and if i could have anybody say the same thing and that's great plus it keeps me accountable because i've had people where if i like forgot to post a run they're like hey <laughs> did it end like are you still doing this like yeah yeah um, I, I i had
0: those two last year
1: so it's 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 it's, it's it's, it's nice that um, there's some legit people in this um, community just trying to push and support others. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. yeah. It, it, it's, it's, I mean, there's, of course, there are exceptions to the rule, but for the yes. most part, it's been, you know, a pretty good community. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just, it makes it easy. It makes it better when you're trying, when you have pe- like a support system kind of to rely on yeah. when you're like not feeling it or whatever, to the level that people online can give you that support. Yeah. Um but yeah, so kind of getting towards the end here, uh I, I ask every guest like a hobby or interest that they have. It can be anything. I I you know, you chose it. So what what what's yours for that?
1: So um for me like non fitness, um I just I'm really into sports. So like mm-hmm. um I'm a huge New England sports nut. Like um just just watching and all of them and um i usually until last year I would, I would i've gone to a red sox game at least once a year for like 10 or 12 years in a row now and yeah um my brother actually had like pseudo season tickets to the patriots that we would go every year um <laughs> yeah this guy he worked with he never went he got like again like with any season tickets especially football like they're in the family forever yeah so this guy had these seats up in the nosebleeds and he's like we're never gonna go and so he he and his buddy would buy a bunch because he'd be like hey you got tickets to this week's game do you guys want to like who wants them so he would buy like two or three games every year for and the prices were he the guy was legit it was like i'm just gonna give it to you face value so it was very that's affordable nice. yeah, yeah super affordable because it's all profit for this guy like he's just made of money um <laughs> so eventually my brother and his buddy were like you know what like can we just we'll buy them all like up front like what do you want like we buy them from you a ton so this guy would go and pick a couple games he would want to go to like the higher profile games and, mm-hmm. um, and give him the rest so that's uh, awesome like a, couple, a couple years ago that um that like kansas city um Patriots Sunday night game where they won them at the field goal at the last second. Like I was at that game; it was wild. But, That's awesome. Um, so, just going to like going to sporting events is like my all time favorite, favorite. Yeah, it's
0: it's um it's up there with me too. And you know for so long I didn't, I didn't like going because yeah, it used they, to be a terrifying experience. Yeah, like, <laughs> and uh, like, i i i i hadn't I hadn't gone to an Eagles game. Like, I went to an Eagles game in t- 2010. I didn't go again until 2016. When was that my heaviest? And I went only because my dad. So my dad and my bro- one brother are big Steelers fans. Me and my, me and my other brother are Eagles fans. <laughs> so Eagles were playing the Steelers in Philly. Oh, perfect. And so we went. Um, but it was one of those where I was just miserable the whole time because the seat was uncomfortable, the walk-in was long. Like I, it just was bad. Yeah. Um, but then I went to the Eagles Seahawks playoff game, the last, um, the last game of that that the Eagles had transit in, in 2019, and it was a bad game because. Wentz got hurt and all that but another story uh but you know just going to that and i was like i was like comfortable like I, it wasn't painful like getting going i mean we were up in the upper deck because i got the cheapest tickets yeah and i mean that's that's where I, yeah that's where and, I was, and that's where the real fans are that is and um <laughs> and even just walking up there no problem like i was it was just like a different it was such a different experience
1: it is now i mean now it is yeah. such a, a different i mean and obviously i'm a uh,
0: okay so as we were saying is a totally different experience as we're at this smaller weight at sporting events
1: so now like i'm a red sox fan huge red sox fan i've been forever i mean i remember going to games with my dad and my grandfather and my brother when i was like five like Mm we've been going all the time um i've been to one
0: i've been to one game at fenway
1: yeah so you could probably relate i mean yeah it's it was built in the early 1900s and the seats were built for people in the early 1900s so yeah i, I sat eight, in was like
0: and was like wooden seats like, yeah. on, at the back of the first level that's where we yeah. were at when we went
1: and yeah those are some of the oldest seats there and it's about eight inches wide <laughs> <laughs> um so it used to be i mean it was such a fun experience but also like a miserable experience like we would always um try to get like an end seat like at the Mm -hmm. end of a row so i could sit at the very end so i could kind of like stretch into the aisle if need Mm -hmm. be um but it used to be like terrifying like luckily the reds i mean the red sox would sell out a lot but i mean a sellout in sports is whatever people aren't there so we would look to try to sit where maybe we could move down a row because there was a gap and all that kind of stuff yeah um where now it's just like it's just so you could just focus on having fun like Oh, yeah, for um, sure. I One of the first things I did, actually, I think it was like three or four months out. Um, I actually almost... I was supposed to go to a Patriots-Jets game, but it was three weeks after surgery, and I was like, I think that's a little too much right after surgery, because <laughs> I'm like, I don't want to not go to the game, um, but I'm so glad I didn't, because it ended up being one of the coldest games in Gillette Stadium's history. <laughs> it was like negative two. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, <Man. laughs> my brother was like good thing you're not here he's like this is not even fun <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah yeah Th- that's we went like, to a, yeah that's like yeah that's one of the ones like i i always like like i started going to games in september because i was like i don't want to deal with the cold
1: yeah this was like a gene it was the last game of the season it was, yeah it's, it was like beginning of january really mm-hmm. I'm like nah, no no <laughs> but um one of the first things i did was going to a red sox game and i was like down 50 pounds and even then like it was already getting more
0: comfortable mm oh yeah yeah for sure I, I i actually had tickets last year for opening day in philly for the phillies and i was so upset when because <laughs> I, I never got to go to opening day like i never experienced it before and then i bought them and i bought them in like whenever they went on sale like way before the pandemic mm-hmm. and then pandemic happens and i'm like okay great can't go um and b- baseball's just so for me baseball is so much easier to go to because it's like you can like go and then you can just like walk around the stadium like you don't have to pay attention to the whole game. <laughs> Cause, no, cause, you can take breaks. Yeah, <laughs> you can take breaks. Like football, you have to be in it, right? Mm-hmm. Unless the game's a blowout, then then people start to leave. Mm-hmm. But yeah, and you know, sporting events is it's just it's just fun to go and see see it with like a crowd. Like I went to, I did go to an Orioles game a couple weeks ago, like mm-hmm. uh, right after the right when the season started. So it was like April, late April, um, mm-hmm. and that was weird. That was really weird because it was. They said that they said that there were like, I think there were like 1500 people in the stadium. Wow! And it was just so strange because like when we walked in the Mariners, we walked in in the first inning and they were playing the Mariners. It was actually the same pitcher that no hit the Mariners in Seattle, but this is in Baltimore mm-hmm. and um, Mariners hit a home run and we heard this, I heard this cheering and I'm like, oh, it must be some Mariners fans in here. And no, it was mm-hmm. the players
1: that's so wild yeah that's i mean that i wanted like i wish i could have like experience that because that is kind of interesting yeah but no my for my i my goal this summer is to get to a red sox game again awesome. luckily that's going to be a lot easier because i you know arguably, yeah yeah it's things are about to open wide open this weekend
0: yeah when i was uh i was up in philly with our buddy kenny uh, who won't come on the podcast he'll hear this and he'll, he'll be like he'll be cursing me um but you know, we were up there and we were actually talking about going to Philly's Phillies Mets because they were playing in Philly and it's his team and my team, right? And um and like the tickets were insane. It was like for the upper deck, it was like hundred and twenty dollars a ticket and you had to buy a pot of four. Mm. Except there are three of us. So I'm like, yes. Yeah, I'm not I'm not spending that much money on, on a random baseball game in exactly. in May.
1: Yeah, so I'm hoping I'm hoping things would get a lot better, but my I definitely want to get to a game. Um again it's it's, yeah
0: yeah just to get back to normal right exactly (laughs) all right so the way i like to end every episode is to do five questions i call brett's corner Mm -hmm. um so they're buried and you know what they are already Mm -hmm. so question number one is what movie or tv show or event are you most excited for in the coming year
1: so I don't know if it's coming out this year or early next year, but I'm, I'm a big Star Wars fan. I love the whole Mandalorian series. And when they announced that they're doing the, the Boba Fett series mm-hmm. on
0: Disney. <laughs> Your audio cut out again. Okay, so wrapping up the podcast here, I like to do a segment called Brett's Corner, where I ask you five questions. Question one is what movie TV show or event are you most excited for in the coming year?
1: So I, I don't know if it's this year or next year, but the biggest movie kind of thing that I'm looking forward to is the, the new Boba Fett story for on Disney plus. They did such a good job with the Mandalorian. Um,
0: but Bo- Boba yes. Fett kicked out some ass in that show. He
1: did. And it's like, it was so wild because, like, I got so disappointed when they first. I mean, I don't want to give it's it's been out long enough. Yeah, it's, so it's, it's good enough. Yeah. I mean, if you're a fan, you've already seen it. So I'm not spoiling anything. But, like, when he, the, the Boba Fett character first made his experience as like the armor made an appearance and i was like and then it wasn't him and i was yeah. just like oh i'm like i thought we were gonna get some Boba of it was such a and troll comes, and yeah and then it a few episodes later he just comes out of the woodworks he's like no that's mine i'm taking it back and then he uh, just goes uh, rambo uh, on everybody. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, that episode when he goes rambo on those stormtroopers uh, was just insane it was, like it's something it you so never good. saw in star wars like ever yeah yeah just like, the, the sh- hand-to-hand the sheer, combat
1: like, ah, i was just like this is what i came for like yeah this is
0: perfect <laughs> This is the Star Wars I wanted for the se- from the sequel trilogy. <laughs>
1: yeah, uh, it was so good. All
0: right. So question number two is what are two non-health related goals you have for the next year?
1: Um, so a big one for me is I am, I've been in education. Um, my background is actually history. Um, so I used to work at a, like a regular traditional high school. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was certified to teach in the state of Connecticut for a long time. Um, Now I've switched gears. I'm uh, in special education now, and I work with students with severe and complex um, disabilities. So I am in the process of getting recertified in special ed in Massachusetts and Massachusetts just like it's sports teams thinks they're super elite and have their own <laughs> certifications and re- requirements. So it's been, it's been interesting because any other place I'd be done already, but Massachusetts, like, you need to take our tests. We're so better so than everybody.
0: W- w- would you say, would you say they're mass holes? Oh yes. Yeah.
1: The <laughs> tests, the tests are definitely. So um, my goal, my big goal is to get that done and situated.
0: Awesome. No doubt you'll get there. I mean, just takes time, right?
1: It is. And and there's not enough hours in the day. Most of the time.
0: Yeah. Okay. Uh, question three, if someone came to you saying they were lacking motivation to stay consistent, what three pieces of advice would you give to them?
1: Um, one would be to look for something that they enjoy. I think so many people look to say like, Oh, like you're successful because you run. So I need to run so I can be successful. It's like, no, like, not necessarily like if Mm -hmm. you if you love riding a bike ride a bike every day if you love dancing and doing zumba and all that stuff just do something that'll make you move consistently and i think on top of that find accountability so like find a fun challenge or a a goofy challenge and try it try for a couple weeks and what's i think the old thing is like if you do something for two weeks it becomes a habit or something like that yeah um Do something like that. So find something that makes you move and find something that you enjoy doing while moving. Um, And the third biggest is like only ever always compare yourself to you. Um, I know it sounds cliche, but like, I just try to be a little bit better than I was yesterday. And that's all you could compare from. I mean, so many people, especially with the accessibility of social media, they just get sucked down this negative wormhole because they see everyone's highlight reel and it's like these people aren't perfect Mm -hmm. and no one not many show that and um if you start focusing on like how amazing this person's doing how come i'm not doing it like this how come it's not easy like and just focus on be your own competition
0: yeah and everybody's different so you can never know that and you know and and one of the things that I've had recently was, which is not a positive of the Instagram community, I had a few people that tell me that walking isn't cardio and trying to judge my mm. my own uh, journey. And I was like, I had my own words for them. But yeah. <laughs> uh, they won't share here. But, you know, it's one of those things like don't let anyone else. I, I always like, add, don't worry about what other people say. Because like mm-hmm. it's some rando on the internet <laughs> for the most yeah. part. Right.
1: There's an old saying that um, I used to hear. It says, "Don't um, let someone yuck your yum." So, like,
0: I, even though, it, yeah, I heard yeah. that on I, I I watched this movie podcast on YouTube called the John Campy Show, <laughs> and the one one of the co-hosts on that always always would say that whenever people were talking to trash about like whatever like sci-fi or Marvel thing, and she'd be like, "Just don't yuck my yum." Like, no. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, yeah. It's I just love it. Do
1: do what you want and then yep. good things will come. Mm-hmm.
0: All right, question number 4. What have you discovered about your about yourself during your journey or transformation that surprised you the most?
1: Um I think for me is that I am more capable than I ever gave myself credit. Um, like I never thought I never thought I'd be this successful. I mean, i so many I'm a very negative kind of harsh critic on myself um I'm my own worst enemy so I never I never thought I could do this and I never thought I could sustain it kind of thing um I know um a half marathon was something that I've always figured was like doable and like even for me I thought it was doable at a bigger size which is true I mean anybody could do anything um so I remember just focusing like that is going to be when I know like I've made it, and the fact that I could say that I've done so many, and that by the end of the year, hopefully, I can notch a marathon into that book. Um, this summer, we'll be training hard to to run a marathon with um, Don and Ryan and, um, out in New York, and
0: um, yeah, I, I might I might be there for the five k.
1: Yeah. So just just the just the idea of like that that is cross.
0: out again okay so we're talking about the run that you're preparing for in september october time frame Mm -hmm.
1: yeah so just the idea that i'm considering and going to be training for a marathon kind of just blows my mind and that kind of confidence that i could do anything um is rubbing off into other areas like i mm-hmm. i'm in a career now that is physical there's some days where the students i work with could become physical and you, you have to protect them and um i think a lot about the fact that if i was still heavier i could not be doing what i do now and i honestly i love the kids and i love the school that i work at now. um it's something that would have never been possible if yeah. um i was still so overweight and I, honestly i don't think i would ever have the confidence to make such a jump um to to move a, two hours away to a whole new place um i don't think i would ever do that before
0: yeah um, it's definitely it's definitely scary for people that don't do it um because i i did something i mean i moved like two hours away when i moved down here to maryland and it was like totally like you're totally alone <laughs> kind of thing because yeah. there's nobody around that i knew i mean i made friends yeah and, and that's it, how we are now like yeah. none of
1: my my family the closest family for me is 2 hours
0: yeah and and it's, so. it's 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 interesting when you have to make friends that you don't know like all your like I, I i reposted this on instagram a couple like about a week ago it's like it's one of the ultimate life hacks is moving out of your hometown when you're like in your 20s mm-hmm. yeah. cuz like having to actually make friends with a common interest and not just because you've known them. Right. Yeah. For however long. Uh, but yeah. And um, one of the other things that you mentioned, and I can't remember what it was now and I forget. So never mind. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I had something and then I, I forgot what it was. Oh, Oh, so you were mentioned about how you like being self-critical and negative. Mm. Right. So mm. today behind the scenes for people that don't know today is actually the day of the first episode of this podcast dropped. And I for like I recorded it about a month ago and I was back and forth if I want if I liked it or not.
2: Mm-hmm. And
0: it was just because I was so negative about it because I didn't like how because I was like I said um and uh too much. And I like and I was like I was like it's weird me just talking and no no interaction with anyone else. And mm-hmm. and then I just was like and then I like sent it to a couple of people and I got their opinion and they were like it's good. And so I was like, all right. So I just posted, I didn't listen to the whole thing. I didn't listen to it. Cause I was like, I, I already talked, I can listen to myself for 45 yeah. minutes. And, and then I've been getting like a ton of positive like feedback on it, which That's is awesome. insane, which is great. And it's just like one of those things where like, you're such a, like, we're all such self, like so critical of ourselves or like our own worst enemy all the oh, time for sure, for sure yeah I mean,
1: and- like I said there's days where I'm like I, I'm not doing anything special I'm not doing like mm-hmm. um especially at like at my job like I'm super hard on myself at my job um because I just always want to do more and do better um, yeah and I think it's good to have that drive and not to get complacent but there's a fine line <laughs> because you can oh, yeah. get you can get negative and kind of too dark yeah. so
0: all right so question last question it's a fun one if in 150 years science fails to save us and all that is left is a book about your life what would the title be and what would the blurb tell us about jeff
1: um this is what i think the longest on um i think that my title would be um why did you like to run so much (laughs) um and the the blurb honestly would be just the the deeper meaning behind like like I tell people this all the time that running has become like therapeutic to me. And like the people Mm -hmm. who, the people who also enjoy running get it. And the people who hate cardio, they're like, how do you enjoy killing yourself daily? (laughs) But it's, it's such a like cathartic release that I could just go out for even 15 minutes on like a shorter run Mm -hmm. or up to two hours on a longer run and just kind of zone out and just focus on the steps and the breathing um yeah i know um if if you follow my account i started doing like views from the run because i just started to really appreciate and take in um what was happening so like i would just be like rather than because i used to just be head down go you know what i mean but Mm -hmm. then it i just started to be like you know what like look, oh that's cool or that made me um made me just stop and look at all these different things i was experiencing so um just the the deeper meaning and that's what i'm saying that's what i said before just find something that you really enjoy and you love doing and it's it's weird now that like if i don't run like every couple of days i get like itchy for it like i need to go run
0: <laughs> um, yeah yeah and i, I felt that way about walking um I, f- I filled my time with other things preparing for baby, but, yeah. <laughs> uh, but you know, last like last year, so often, like I would go out on Saturdays and Sundays when I wasn't working and just like, I'd go out for like two hours and it just, it did become like therapeutic like, cause you're just in your own head. Like there's nobody bothering me for the most part. I mean, mm-hmm. I'll get people that would cheer, kind of cheer me on in real life. Mm-hmm. Um, as I was walking, cause they'd see me every day because i did the same i did the exact same path every day because i I knew exactly how many steps it was through after a while so i knew how far i'd gone without having to look at my watch and um but but yeah so it's just like it just became therapeutic like you said so it's it's awesome when it when you can get to that level
1: yeah it's and it is and like i've had people do that like there's days like where i'd run and it was like 10 degrees out and some Mm -hmm. would be like out walking their dog um And I would run by and they're like, you get it. (laughs) Or like clap or because I still, I mean, I still think like I'm a bigger dude, like running and everyone's like, wow, go get it. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Um, But
0: awesome. Yeah. All right, Jeff. So if anyone wants to reach out to you on Instagram or wherever else, how can they contact you?
1: So on Instagram, my name is um running my best life with underscores for spaces. Um so running my best life 13. So that's that's my new Mm -hmm new model, um, just trying to get better every
0: day. Awesome. Yeah. And I will add that to the show notes. I appreciate you coming on today. It was a good conversation. Yeah. Anytime. Uh, Yeah. Thank you. Um, and until next time, uh, we'll see you next time, I guess.
2: Yeah.